Marketing Your Private Practice is a podcast where you'll learn easy to implement tips and strategies to grow your business without spending all day online. I'm your host, Kathy Koliakovo, and I teach practitioners the Thrive Marketing Method to create simple and streamlined plans by focusing on long-term strategies, not just social media. Discover ways to spend less time on your marketing, attract more clients, and build the financial freedom that comes with a thriving practice. One where you have time left in your day for the people and things that matter to you. Hey folks, sometimes us podcast hosts have a big question for our listeners, and today I have one for you. Every episode I do starts off with me saying, hey, private practice heroes. And I say it because I truly believe in my heart that the private practice owners I've worked with now and in the past are heroes. They help people live healthier, happier lives. And for many of them, because they're eating disorders dietitians, that's what their specialty is. They help them in a way that does indeed save their life. The same could be said for some of the clinicians that I work with, the therapists. There are lots of people out there who really are heroes to me. And that's why I use that term. But I'm not sure it really resonates with you, my listeners. So I wanted to ask, can you reach out and let me know if it does or does not hit home with you? And to do this, you can use this really cool free tool that I have set up. It's called SpeakPipe. And so you just send me a quick voice message online at speakpipe.com slash Kathy C. And because of the K and the C thing in my name, I'm going to put a link in the show notes, of course. And you can just click that. You'll see the button. You hit record and it sends your message right to me. It's very easy to use. And by the way, anyone can sign up for one of these accounts. And it's a really cool tool to get some feedback from people. And while you're doing that, if you want to give me an idea for a future episode, that is always welcome too. But now let's get into the lesson I have for you today, which funny enough is all about being authentic in your marketing and how to be cautious about using AI so it doesn't make you blend into what I like to call the sea of sameness. I want you all standing out as the authentic real you, possibly a hero possibly just happy to be an awesome business owner helping people live better lives, which frankly makes you a hero to me as well. So let's talk AI, artificial intelligence, tools like ChatGPT and all the other versions and varieties that are out there. And I knew this was bound to happen soon, an episode about AI, because people are using it all day, every day. Some are scared of what it can do. Some haven't bothered trying it out. And some are using it really effectively and really uniquely. And then some people are using it without any real thought as to what it could be doing to harm your marketing efforts and working against you instead of helping you, which is what I want to cover today. And the reason this topic has come up finally on my podcast here is because over the last few months, as I've been working with clients, having consults, doing marketing reviews, being at a conference and checking out all sorts of websites, whether it's for folks in my Thrive Marketing Academy, it's the pre-reviews I'm doing, or it's just me checking things out online. The things that I've been seeing and looking at 
because I've been looking at a lot of websites lately. I'm worried. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm worried. And I can see what's been happening and I get it. A lot of practice and business owners aren't marketers. They're not comfortable creating content. I like writing, so it's easy for me, but that's what I do and I have a knack for it. But as a business owner, a practice owner, you have typically a specialty of some other sort. I've got dietitians, nutritionists, therapists. We have a lot of coaches in the programs. I've worked with lots of them as well. And I get it. Your expertise is not marketing. You're typically starting to use AI to help you with your marketing, which is understandable. It can help you save time and get your marketing done a lot easier than you stressing out about it because it's not what you like to do. It is really fixing that problem of cutting back on the very thing you typically spend too much time on, which is marketing. So AI can definitely help with that. But in that quest to use AI to fix one problem, saving you some time and helping you with the creativity you need, now I'm seeing something that I find a little alarming in some of the practice and business websites I've been looking at. It's the use of these same words and phrases all over the place. And I'm going to list them out for you here because I have my kind of Kathy's key list of phrases that I don't want to see out there. Unlock your potential. Maximize your potential. Supercharge anything. Uncover all sorts of things. Unlock that hidden potential. Uncover things. And unlock your higher potential by tapping into XXX, whatever XXX might be. And I know you're thinking, Kathy, I get my marketing done now because of AI. So stop telling me I can't use it. That's not what I'm saying here. But I want you to really think, is it really effective if you're using the same words that everyone else out there is using too? Getting stuck in that sea of sameness as everyone else. And I've been sucked into the AI as well. I've been testing it out and using it since it came out. I've had a paid account with a couple things. I've tried some different types of versions of ChatGPT and other tools out there. And I get it. It's easy and it gets the job done. But is there a cost to using this time-saving tool? And I think there can be for some people if you're not paying attention to what you're doing. And the cost is your authenticity and the real you. And here's a couple examples I found online when I was looking for the phrase in particular, unlock your potential. This one, it just seems to get my goat for some reason. I have no idea why. And it seems to be the one that I'm seeing the most being used over and over and over. So this example I'm going to read to you here is actually one I found on a website that was looking to hire a dietitian for the company. And these are the exact words that it said. Would you like to unlock your potential with a leading healthcare provider dedicated to the growth and development of our colleagues? Join the XXX family. We will give you the tools and resources you need to succeed in our organization. We are looking for an enthusiastic dietitian to help us reach our goals. Unlock your potential. And that was all literally in one paragraph as well. And I'm as I'm rereading it here just now, I'm kind of looking at it and I'm thinking, you want to unlock your potential with a leading healthcare provider dedicated to the growth and development of our colleagues. I'm not sure my reason for joining any company would be 
for growth and development of all the people in it. Part of it is the passion of what I want to do with my business. But of course, that could be different for someone working for somebody else than it is for us entrepreneurs because we all know the thing we like the best is the freedom that we get with it. But here's the thing. To me, number one, this was really looks like it was written by AI for sure. And I don't think it just hits home with anything to try and get someone to get there. We are looking for an enthusiastic dietitian to help us reach our goals. Unlock your potential. Like it's too much, people. This phrase is out there. So many of them are out there. And honestly, it doesn't really sound like the dream job, eh? Not to me, not at all. And the entire purpose of the ad is to get someone to work there. But people want to work at places with real people. And that means even in an ad for hiring somebody, you've got to get the real you. And in this case, the practice, the company, into that content. Now, I did find another example that was had a lot of this phrase into it. 17 instances of the phrase, unlock your potential on one website page. Shame on you, Tony Robbins. This was on his website. The famous Tony Robbins, the speaker, the motivator. Now, I will admit, I did snoop a little bit on his website and I might have used the internet archive to check his page out from years ago. And maybe I did look at the page content from 2021 and counted how many versions of that phrase were there too. My ADHD definitely took over in that moment with some help from the Wayback Machine, which if you've never used that to look back on the history of a website, it is really cool. But even back in 2021, that page still had 17 uses of that phrase, even then. But I kind of thought about it and it probably means that his page is now probably fueling the AI of the world and giving us all those words today in 2024. It also could be that I've really been noticing this phrase over and over again because you know that phenomenon of once you start thinking about some of these phrases, then you're going to start seeing them over and over again. It's something you really can't undo either. It's like when you buy a new car and all of a sudden, every other car on the road you see is the same kind that you bought. And you thought it was unique before, but now it's everywhere. Well, that's what's happening with websites all over the world. And if you're not including unique content and content that is really you, meaning it reads like you, it speaks like you, and it uses words you say, if you don't have any of this in your marketing content, and especially on your websites, you will never stand out amongst all the other practice and business owners helping their clients unlock their potential. It is a very vague phrase and everybody can narrow that down more and really get into your own ideal client and their problems and the solutions they're looking for. But if you continue to use some of these phrases that AI is generating for everybody, you're not going to move ahead. You're just going to be stuck with people looking at your content, wondering what exactly does unlocking my potential mean? And i am just realized now as I'm saying all of this, I'm thinking, how am I going to get my show notes on my website and my marketing for this episode not to use those words, unlock your potential? So I might have to use a code there. I'm probably going to use the, I don't know, UYP or something is going to be all over my show notes. So if you check there and you wonder what that is, it's because I'm trying to say the phrase without saying the phrase. And the worst part of this entire problem is that by doing this, by using some of this content, especially if you're using AI content as is, 
you are actually doing the opposite of what Google and the search engines want to see. Now, Google in particular, because in 2022, they had an update called Google's Helpful Content Update. And that means exactly what it sounds like. They actually want real content from real people on websites. And they prioritize this kind of content. They are truly looking for you to make sure that you're focused on creating content for people and they don't want to see content that is created for search engines. They want to see the real deal. They are not looking for 1,000% perfectly grammatically, perfectly spelled content with all sorts of fancy words and all sorts of words that you might find in encyclopedias. In fact, it's the opposite. They're looking when content doesn't have typos or any slang or any errors, they're actually more suspect of it not being the helpful content that they're looking for and instead being content that is written not by people for people. Back in 2022, I wrote a blog about this update and this topic, and I will put a link to that in the show notes. But here are the top do's and don'ts from that article that I wrote. And part of it is related to their specific requests and information that they had on the update and all the information for it. And that blog has a lot of that information on it. So the top do's and don'ts that they have about creating helpful content is do create content that helps your ideal client. Do create your own content. Do focus your content on some main topics that must be related to your products, your services, and shares your expertise. Do include calls to action so people can do more than read that one page. You want to keep them on your website. Do not use artificial intelligence tools to make content for you. And the reason they talk about this is because they say many of these will pull content from on the internet. It's exactly what they do. And it will not be content that is unique to you. The sixth one is do not post content just for the sake of adding more content. Any content you put on your website needs a purpose. And the other thing that will help you with this is don't leave people hanging without the answer they wanted. All that does is sends them back to the search results and Google watches that behavior. And we talked about this in one of the recent episodes on having calls to action in your website and your content. And I'll link to that episode as well. When people go back, so if they go into a Google search and they come to a page and they say, oh, I'm going to check that page out and then they quickly leave, that is watched by the search engines. And it tells them that whatever content they found on that page wasn't helpful. So it doesn't help you with the search engines at all. And what I said when I wrote that article back then was, it isn't rocket science here. And you can follow these steps. And really, it's simple enough to be done by any business or practice owner. You might need a little help learning how to create your own content. But once you do this... Creating helpful content for your website is doable even without AI and it helps you keep your business name and your website uniquely optimized for people and for the search engines too. And that last part is really critical to you getting new traffic to your website. You want the search engines to feel there's good content on your website so they index your website and send new people to visit you. That's how it works. Plus, the way I teach people to write for marketing in the Thrive Marketing Academy typically means that you're following a system. So that one article you wrote, the content you put on your website for a blog, 
also becomes your newsletter, also becomes your social media, and it just becomes a lot easier to do and takes less time. That's why I tell people, you can create marketing content, streamline it, keep it simple, create less marketing content that gets more results, and you will find yourself growing your business or your practice that way. Now, as an overall here, am I saying you should never use ChatGPT or any of the other AI tools out there? No. I am not saying that, but I want you to be aware of what happens when you do use it. And I'm saying, let's make sure you have the best possible content in your marketing and on your website by ensuring that it is reflective of you. So how do you make this happen? Well, it starts by making sure that if you use AI for your marketing, that you don't fall into the trap of using the same content everyone and their dog is using online. This typically means you'll need to change how you use the content it spits out for you. And I would never, ever recommend using it as is, ever. Please do not do that. Now, of course, aside from the obvious of, you always want to start off by checking to ensure any content that it creates for you is valid and true and is not content that is created and copied exactly from the website somewhere. So typically, you may want to use it as a base to start with, especially if you need ideas. That's what I find a lot of my academy members are doing is they're using it to get ideas. Then you want to make sure that you're doing some edits to the content so that it is sounding like you and that it is information, of course, that you would share and and give out to your clients. With the AI tools that are out there, prompts are key. And the prompts are what you tell it to give you. And these can make a huge difference in what you get for the information that you're getting back as well. And I realized that one time when I was asking it to create a caption for social media versus a post for social media. Well, every time I said caption, it was giving me one sentence. And I kept saying to it, give me more. Like you need to make this two or three or four times longer. And then I realized once I started prompting it with make a post for social media, it made all the difference. Things changed. So how you ask for the content is huge. One thing that I find helps me, especially with all these unlock your potential phrases, is is what I call, don't laugh at my name, I call it don't you dare, my don't you dare phrases for AI. And so basically what I do is I have this, sentence that I use. And it's a prompt that I add into or it's words that I add into any prompt that I'm using. And it says, do not use the words or phrases. Unlock your potential, maximize your potential, unlock hidden potential, supercharge results, uncover the importance, unlock your higher potential by or skyrocket anything. (laughs) So what I do is I call it my don't you dare phrases uh, prompt. So if I'm looking for something, I will copy and paste that at the end to make sure that it doesn't use it. I post it with anything. And it helps me ensure for the most part that it doesn't use those phrases. But I will tell you, AI is like a defiant kid because it still happens. (laughs) So even when you use something like that with your prompts, you're going to have to keep teaching it to do things. And you'll have to start thinking in different ways. Um, I personally like to use AI more to incite ideas. So I'll do things like ask for 10 ideas when I want one. But in the 10, I'm finding the inspiration I'm looking for. Sometimes it might be one word that sticks out. And it was never anything that I thought of at all. 
Um, but I will tell you that nothing they ever create tends to be a final that I would have used or used because I know that I want to add me into the content how I talk, how I sound, the words, phrases that I use, my personality, the voice of me. And that is something you can actually prompt it to do. And you can start teaching it your personality and your voice. I've not dug into this because honestly, I just find for me, it's easier to write the content myself. You can also do things like tell it not to use complicated words. You want to keep the reading level at anything that you have. It's something that's ideal for your audience too. But a lot of the AI tools will tend to use more formal and less casual words and conversation, which is often why you can spot them when you're reading content online. They simply don't sound like a real person talking to someone. And for the clients that I work with, the niche of people that I work with, they are the expertise that they're selling. They are who people are buying is, you know, that specialty that they have that they offer. So having you in your marketing content is really critical. And those are just a few tips that will help you keep the you in all of your marketing that you're doing. So I do think there's a place and time for AI, but you just have to be thinking and careful about how you use it. I actually had a fight with ChatGPT in January and it was hilarious. And I haven't been back to it ever since. I just got tired of it. And I'll I'll be honest, I was literally yelling at it with words in the prompting. I think I said at the end, finally, something like, you're not listening to me. And it did apologize back and told me to come back when I thought I could get it, what it was looking for. It was really quite funny. But Probably all I needed was better prompts. But honestly, for me, I find I can write the content better and faster without it. And I found that what was happening is I'm taking more time to adjust and create things um, because I was never very keen on anything it created. So I find I spend less time when I create my own content. But that is going to be something that is unique to everybody. And again, I kind of like writing. I like creating content. So it's easy for me. But if you're going to use it, I just want you to think about how you're using it. One way that I really like to do it is when you give it your own content. You're still going to have to read and check and verify the information and make it sure that it's unique and not copied from somewhere online. But typically when you give it your own content, it's really just pulling your own words back out to you. But that's sometimes where you can get help for. I'll throw my transcript for an episode into ChatGPT and say, can you pull out of a list of the links that I recommended? That is easier for me to do. And I'm not writing or creating anything. It's just a helpful tool to help me put some of the show notes together later on. So you have to think about what you're doing with it and how you're using it as well. Because that's going to make a big difference in what you get as the results and what you're getting out of the time you're putting into the AI. And that's the big thing you have to think about. What time is it costing you? If you're adjusting things so much, could you have written it and done it all by yourself first? So you have to think about that as well. So today, what do I want you to think about from this lesson, your action step? It's really just rethinking if you're using AI, how you're using it so that you can ensure you're keeping you and your voice in your marketing. That will ensure that Google loves you and that the people reading your marketing content do too. So here's a quick recap of the tips that I was talking about to help you remember the best way AI can help you with your marketing 
without losing your voice, without losing you, without losing your expertise in the process. So first thing is use AI for inspiration. Think of it as a starting point to inspire you, not to be the end product. And definitely ask for multiple ideas. If you want a one title idea, ask for 10. That will often give you much more content that will spark more ideas for you. The second thing is personalize the content by editing what AI gives you. You want to make sure it reflects your voice and your style. It really should read as if you're speaking to someone face-to-face. For service-based business owners, private practice owners, people whose services are your expertise, that's what you sell, this is key. Your content should be coming at people as if you were telling them face-to-face, whether it's on a video call or you're in front of them in real life. When your content speaks to people that way, it's much more personable. Third thing you want to do is be specific with your prompts. The more precise you are with this, that will help you get the type of content you really want without having all of those fights with the AI. The fourth thing is I recommend you save and use a don't you dare prompt. (laughs) And you can create your own list of phrases or words that you want AI to avoid So you're preventing it from giving you as much generic content as possible. And feel free to copy mine. I'm going to have that phrase that I have uh, word for word in the show notes page at marketingyourprivatepractice.com slash 84. And you can just copy and paste that and use it for yourself. And you will definitely want to pay attention to what you're getting in the content. If you're starting to get stuff you don't like, add to the don't you dare phrase file. And just make sure you're telling it not to use those ones. Always adjust your language, your tone, your style, and the complexity of what it gives you. Use prompts to tailor the reading level, the complexity. You can always do that when you're putting the content into AI or the prompt into AI so that you're getting language back, content back that suits your ideal clients and avoids the overly formal or complicated words that often tend to make your content feel impersonal. The sixth thing you want to do is always, 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 this probably should be number one, is verify content for originality and accuracy. Don't assume if it's giving you stats, if you're asking for it to create things that they're valid, that they're real, that they're true. You always review and refine what AI is suggesting, especially when it's creating content to make sure, number one, that it is real. Number two, that it's not a duplicate of something online that may belong to somebody else. And you want it to be unique for you. And my last piece of advice here is embrace your own expertise. AI can definitely help you, but your own words, your own expertise, your own personal touch, these are irreplaceable when it comes to marketing your practice or your business. If writing comes naturally to you, lean on that strength and use AI as little as possible to create the content. If writing doesn't come naturally to you, then make sure that you are using it in a way that it is actually going to help you showcase your expertise, not the generic expertise of everybody else out there online. You've got to remember the goal with using AI, you really want to make sure you're maintaining that authenticity of your marketing content while you're leveraging AI as a helpful tool you're not bringing in a replacement for your unique voice and expertise here. You want to make sure it helps your voice stand out. And that's it. 
that's my lesson for you today. And this is Kathy Koliakovo signing off and saying thanks for tuning in. And remember, to thrive in practice means getting content in your marketing that is authentically you and uses your words and phrases, not generic AI content that you're going to find online everywhere because everybody is doing it. But you're not going to be because you're listening to this lesson here. I will put a link to all the resources that I mentioned in the show notes too. And you can find them at marketingyourprivatepractice.com slash 84. Or just look below whatever podcast player app you're listening to here. And they will be in the show notes there as well. And please remember, I'm going to include that SpeakPipe link in there so that you can send me your thoughts on the podcast intro of, Hey, Private Practice Heroes. I really want to know your thoughts on this. Please please, please. So send me a quick voice message using that SpeakPipe link. That's it for today. And I'll see you next time. You can find all of our show notes and resources mentioned at marketingyourprivatepractice.com. Be sure to connect with me on Instagram at pepperitmarketing and say hi. I'd love to hear any feedback you have and make sure to rate and review the podcast and hit subscribe on your favorite player so you don't miss any future episodes.